one uh, Sunday night. And I'm going to be 21 Sunday nights. 21 Sunday nights. Amen. 21 Sunday nights. Amen. So every Sunday night for the next 21 nights, we are in revival again. Amen. Some of y'all got nervous. You thought I was going 21 straight. But I don't know what the Lord is calling us for. But oh, bless you. This has been something here. And this has been an effective revival. And I do not count it lightly that these brethren, our elders, have come with us tonight. And I think you ought to give the Lord a great big hand. I'll be ministering to you from the book of Mark, chapter 10 and 41. Mark 10 and 41. Hallelujah. Can we tell the Lord thank you? Let's go 10 and 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people blind. Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He called it for thee. He casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. The last part of 51 and said, That I may receive my sight. This message that I'm preaching tonight is in the form of a request from the Lord. Lord, touch me. I want to see again. Everybody said with me, say, Lord, touch me. I want to see again. Put your hand together and give God a praise. Let me express to you first and foremost and you may be seated that you have more than one set of eyes in fact 
you have at least three sets of eyes. The eyes of your understanding in Ephesians chapter 1 and 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that he may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's the eyes of understanding. And then the eyes that allow you to see the doctrine. Everybody can't see the doctrine or hear it because they don't have vision. Second Corinthians 4 and 3, for if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them and lost whom the goddess world have blinded their minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. So you have the eyes of understanding, the eyes of the doctrine, and then you have the eyes of vision. The eyes of vision are very important because those eyes of vision is the heartbeat of a church and the heartbeat of a saint. As the heart is to the physical body, so is the eyes of vision to a church body or individuals. Go to Proverbs chapter 29. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. So vision is essential to stand alive. Some of you wonder why I'm always talking about doing something in the future. If it's not the gym, it's the museum. If it's not the museum, it's the house. If it's not the house, it's the housing project. And some people who don't like working or some people who don't understand who just wish, why don't you just have church, have a church full and stop getting your hands in so many things. You're ignorant because you don't understand. If I don't have a vision, this whole ministry will die. You have to always have something that you're looking forward to doing if it's going to stay alive. So I don't just pick out things to do. And that's challenging because people who are lazy and people who don't understand I said, well, we always got to do this. Why you want to do this? Why won't just? Why can't we just have a full church? Because the vision is what keep people alive. And where there is no vision, it dies. <laughs> you know, if every seat in this church was full. It's full capacity with chairs hanging out the side and people sitting in the back. I still wouldn't be satisfied. If we brought everything on this side of the road from that end to the other, I wouldn't be satisfied. If we brought across the street, I wouldn't be satisfied. If we took over the whole Winter Haven, I wouldn't be satisfied. Then I won't hang sit in Lake Wells. 
Because the minute you get settled, you die. That's why people retire and sometimes die right after their retirement. Because they don't have nothing to do. Your heart has been keeping up a certain rhythm. You know, most heart attacks take place on Mondays. More heart attacks play, take place on Monday than any day of the week because the weekend people slow down and then jump back up and get that heart rhythm up that's been relaxed. So the best thing to do is keep it moving. Keep it going. Keep a vision. And I want to talk about your vision for your own life. And there's certain things that God promises you that God cannot do if you have bad eyesight. Bad vision eyesight can keep God from doing certain things. In fact, God told Abraham that every place that he stepped, he would give it to him. You agree with that? But there was something God said to him first. Genesis 13 and 14, And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that Lot had separated from him, Lift up nigh thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it. I'll give it to you, but it is going to be based upon how much you can see. And God wants to do some things for you, but I wonder how much can you see? And in order to limit what God wants to do for you, Satan blinds you so that you can only see so much, which limits what God can do. If God says everything that you can see, I'm going to give it to you. If I want more, what do I need to do? Get better vision. Because he says, whatever I see, I'm going to be able to have it. How far can you see? I see houses. I see land. I see malls. I see grocery stores. And I'm not telling you that you got to see what I see. But I know what I want God to do for me. And don't let anybody blind you from seeing what you expect God to do. These are my eyes. Grab somebody by the hand and say, how much do you want God to do? And then ask them, how far can you see? Somebody ought to lift your hands and say, Hallelujah. Satan hinders us from getting what God has by blocking our view. God didn't just tell Abraham to look, but he said, look from the place that you are. Sometimes we're in some bad places and sometimes we can see no further than where we are. No further than what we're going through. But you have to be able to be in a condition, but look out of it. Oh, Shatala Messiah. If you're sick, don't look around. Look out. 
If you're broke, don't look around. Look out from your condition. My God, hallelujah. Whatever you see is what you're going to get. If you keep looking on sickness, that's what you get. If you look on brokenness, that's what you get. If you look, but you got to look out from your condition. And I need somebody here tonight that can look away from what you're going through so you can see what God wants. If you're ever going to get somewhere, you can't look at where you are. That's why I don't walk with my head hung down. Because walking with your head hung down, you're only looking at where you are and you might run into something. But when I look, hallelujah, I'm looking at where I'm going. And even if I'm not there, I already see the door in the exercise there so that I can prepare myself for it. You may be in the city of broke, but can you see the land of prosperity? You may be in the city of sickness, but can you see the land of healing? I'm going to show you something. Come here, Wallace, if you will, and come here. Come here. Hallelujah. Shamar, stand here. I don't know who the strongest is, and I'm not going to try to find out because both of your wives, they'll probably be over there cheerleading. One think the other one is strong, so I ain't going to do that. But I want you to hold Wallace. Wallace, I want you to look at that door. All right, look at that sign. Now, you hold him. Hallelujah. And keep him from getting over there. All right, hold him. Now, the thing is this. Even though Shamari has the pressure on holding him there, he can't stop him from what he sees. The devil may have you temporarily held in a broke lock, but he can't hinder me from what I see. He can only hold you physically, but you can't hold me mentally. And if I keep on looking, hallelujah, I'm going to find a way to get out of this hole. So I'm telling you, I don't care how much the devil hold you. Don't make, don't let him make you close your eyes. Don't let him make you lose your hope. Don't let him blind you. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be locked in a sickness. Hallelujah. But my eyes can see healing. See, you have, a, you have an eye in your mind. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world have blinded their minds. If you lose sight in your mind, if you lose sight inside of your mind of what God can do you will give up I still got it in my mind that God gonna give me victory even if I ain't got it in my pocket I got it in my head <laughs> glory to God and then I got it in my spirit sometimes because we don't have it physical praise the Lord we get upset but if you have it in your mind and if you have it in your spirit, it can bring it to pass. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Can you lift your hands and say hallelujah? Grab somebody by the hand and tell them this thing is going to happen. Now let me tell you something about the devil. There are three realms. There is a physical realm where things happen. There is a mental realm where you think. And there's a spiritual realm that whatever you think, 
if it enters that spiritual realm, it can happen. Praise the Lord. Satan has control of the, he can come and control the physical realm. He's the God of this world, but he's not the God of my mind. He can do whatever he wants out here, but he can't do it in here. Which means he can attack. That's why God told him, you can touch his body, but there's a certain part of him you can't touch. That means the devil can put cancer in my body, but he can't put cancer in my mind. Glory to God. So cancer can be in my body, but in my mind and in my spirit, I say I'm healed. And if I got it in my mind, in my spirit, I'm healed. I can push it out of my body. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh yeah, faith can push sickness out of your body. But if you got sickness in your spirit, see, you got a spirit, you got a soul and a body. And there are an odd number. And if you can get two against one, you win the vote. You got three votes. Your spirit can say I, your soul can say I, and your body can say I. When cancer get in your body, you tell your body, that's your vote. But my spirit and my mind is voting against it. And when my spirit and my mind votes against with my body, it is outnumbered. Praise the Lord, somebody. Somebody say hallelujah. That's how you get healed. When it get in your body, you tell your body, that ain't but one vote. But my spirit and my mind say, I'm healed. My spirit and my mind say, I'm delivered. What is your mind saying? What is your spirit saying? Oh, Shanta la Mahaya. Can I get somebody to praise God? And in your mind, I want you to say, I got the victory. I don't want you to just say it out of your mouth. I want you to say it in your mind. In your mind, say, I can do this. Glory to God. I can have this. My God, somebody say hallelujah. And let your spirit agree as well. In fact, even if you're sick, tell your body you're outnumbered. The spirit and the mind say we're going to praise him. Sometimes you come into church and your body don't feel good. You tell your body it ain't up to you. The spirit and the mind has outvoted you tonight. I need somebody here tonight that will give God a praise. I don't care what your body said. I don't care what your situation said. My spirit and mind say I got the victory. Oh, bless the Lord. Let me get a few folk that'll praise God. Everybody didn't want Trump for president. Everybody didn't want Obama for president. But they say the majority won. And they just have to deal with whoever you got. If the majority won, you got Trump, you got Obama. You got to tell your body the majority won. My spirit and my soul say I'm healed. So body, you just going to have to put up with this healing. My God, my spirit and my mind said I'm wealthy. Somebody say hallelujah. Can somebody praise the Lord? Can somebody praise the Lord? Don't lose that vision of the mind. Many of you are depressed because your mind, I, is looking at your condition. 
I want to talk about three people that God healed the blindness. Mark chapter 10. First one we read about Bartimaeus. He's crying and begging Jesus. His healing of his eyes, his physical eyes, started with something. In verse 48 it said, and many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. I think before his miracle star place took place, before he could gain his vision again, he had to receive his joy again. It's hard to see what God is doing and you're in the state of depression. Your eyes are never open in the state of depression. I can't get people to see the positiveness of God as long as you're depressed. So the people say, be of good cheer. You can see more when you're happy. You can see more when you're glad. A sad spirit only focuses on sad things. I have been privileged to be around a lot of people and a lot of saints and a lot of you all. And there are many of you I have been around and I know who negative people are. Some of you all are very negative people. And they've got other people that are very positive. You got some people, you can take them anywhere, and the first thing they're going to see is the negative thing. You can show them a cake and say, what do you think about this cake? Oh, it's good, but right over there, they left one crumb on the corner. They're that kind of people. They can spot Bad things. You get the choir and you get the choir to sing. They take a picture of the choir and say, oh, how did the choir sing? They did good, but one of the sisters, her stockings was ruined. They're prone to see negative. Then you got another group of people who something negative can be there and they don't see the negative. That's because they have a different kind of spirit. Now let me show you this in practicality. And that your miracles have to come and you'll only be able to see what God is doing when you're a good cheer. There's something about a person who is depressed that all they see is negative even though there's good all around. Now let me give you an example of that. Two group of people, 12 people went in to spy out the land. In the land was grapes. In the land there were grapes that were the size of watermelons. The grapes were so big that it took several men to carry them. And 12 people went in the city. 
then them came out. And Moses said, what did y'all see? We saw all these big giants. They were everywhere. I mean, they were there. And Moses said, how many saw the giant? Ten of them raised their hand. And then he said, well, what did y'all see? Because y'all went the same time they went. Joshua and Caleb said, we didn't see the giants. They weren't that big. We saw some big grapes, clusters of grapes. Glory to God. And God told those ten that only had that negative mind, get out. Y'all ain't going in. But you two that saw the grapes, and some of y'all can't walk into your blessing because you're too busy looking at your giants. Hallelujah. You're too busy looking at your giant. That's why you can't get your healing. That's why you can't get your miracle. But I need somebody that's got enough cheer that you can see the grapes and not the giants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Inside of the word giant is an ant. Hallelujah. And when it comes down to God, I don't have a giant. I have a G-I ant. Hallelujah. Pray the Lord because God, you see, a giant is a giant based upon size. He's a giant because he's bigger than something else. Because he's bigger than the normal. Hallelujah. When you're looking at me and looking at the giant, he's a giant because he's bigger than me. But when the giant is looked up at God, he's an ant. He's only a giant in your eyes. But if you compare him to God, he ain't nothing but an ant. You can turn your giant into an ant as soon as you look at God. Because your God is big, he makes the giant small. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I tell you. Oh, glory to God. Shatabahaya. Hallelujah. 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 Come here, brother. Come here. Come here. You, come here. Now I want you to come over here. Stand right here. Now I want you to turn this way. Come over. See, this is a giant. He's only a giant because ain't nobody but him and him there. Come on, Anderson. Ah! Woo! Now, our giant, now step out of the way. Now, see who the giant is. If you'll step out of the picture and let God step in, he'll take your giant and make it an ant. I need somebody. Step out the way. Woo. Step out the way. Oh, Shandala Bahasa. Oh, Shandala Grab somebody by the hand and say, step out the way. Cancer ain't no giant. It's an ant. High blood pressure ain't no giant. It's an ant. That money that you need ain't no giant. It's an ant. Just step back and let God step in. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can somebody give God a praise? 
I need about five or six of you right now just to stand on your feet and praise God for a victory. Praise God for a deliverance. Praise God for a breakthrough. Praise God for a miracle. You're not going to praise him. You're going to look here cute tonight and you're not going to give God a praise and the giant is stepping in the ring. I used to love wrestling until I found out it was fake. And they had this one guy called Andre. <laughs> Andre the Giant. And I don't care who was in there. Junkyard dog. <laughs> Glory to God. Hacksaw. Jim Dogan, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Come on, y'all with me. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Abdullah the Butcher. Amen. But when Andre the Giant stepped in the ring, praise the Lord, he would jump up. Hallelujah. Make the rain shake. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When God jump in, he make the rain shake. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil had Paul and Silas, hallelujah, stuck in the rain. God stuck in. He made the rain shake and the doors opened and they walked out. God is getting ready to jump in your battle. He's going to make the rain shake. You're going to walk out with the victory. You're going to walk out with a testimony. Glory to God. But you can't see it. I'll tell you, be of good cheer. Our problem is we want something to change. Then our emotional state change. But God says your emotional state has to change. Then your situation change. You don't change situations by crying and moping. And looking at how bad they are. Your situation will follow your emotions. They will follow your spirit. It will follow your response. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Pray the Lord. I went to the ATM before I came. You got to put your card in before it give you money. You don't just go pushing button and money come out. You got to put a card in. Hallelujah. If you want God to do something, you got to put your card in. My God, you got to get some good cheer. And this is why the devil wants you locked in depression. And you can't get out. And you stay in and nothing good happens. Nothing positive happens. You're locked in to depression. And that's why you're locked into your situation. To unlock your situation, you must be of good cheer. If you want out of what you're in, you must learn to rejoice. He says, be of good cheer. And then the Bible says, hallelujah. He said to him, hallelujah, to rise. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Be of good cheer, rise. He called it for thee. Be of good cheer, 
and arise. You know, one thing about seeing, sometimes it's not that your vision is not good, but sometimes it's the way that you're positioned. And things can block your view. Have you been so brought so low in what you're going through that you can't see? Now, all you sisters are over there, but I can't see none of you. You exist, but I can't see you because something blocking my view. And they said, look, be of good cheer. He called me, now stand on up so that when he heal you, you can see. Some of you have let your past, your failures, your situations blind you. Imagine just thinking you can't see and all you got to do is stand up. You can't see because you've allowed what you're going through to put you in such a low position. All you can see is the past. All you can see is what you're going through. All you can see is what's going on. And all you got to do to change that view is stand up. I never forget as an older wise man that I remembered, and I'm probably at my age, I shouldn't have remembered, but I remembered him. His name was Ella Lockett. He was in Ferndina Beach as a pastor, older guy. I think his name was Lester Lockett. And he was teaching a class and he said, he said, a baby taught me something. So with that, he said, the baby was crying. He said, I put a rattle to the right of the baby and the baby turned to the left. I put the rattle to the left and the baby turned to the right. He said, I put the rattle in front of the baby's face and the baby closed his eyes. I like to say this. If you don't like the view, turn your head. Devil keeps showing you different things, but you don't know how to turn your head. You're too focused on the negative. I'm not a depressed person. I'm not a heavy person. But I'm, you know, some folks say, well, your situation is not like my situation. Your condition is not like my situation. I got some situations that's just like yours. But I thank God that God gave me a neck. And my neck give me power to turn my head. I don't have to be fixed in one position. And you know, I can keep my body the same way and turn. And see, that's what the Lord was telling the children of Israel. See, they, they were busy looking at Pharaoh, but he said, stand still. I know Pharaoh's behind you, but y'all don't see what I'm doing in front of you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You got a choice to look at Pharaoh behind you or the Red Sea that's opening in front of you. And you got two type of people in the church. You got three types. You got people who are on the back of the line who are crying and hollering because Pharaoh coming. You got people who are in the front of the line who are with Miriam who got a tamarind shouting because they see the Red Sea opening. And then you got those folk in the middle who don't know what to do. They don't know whether to cry or shout. I'm in the front of the line. I can see what the Lord is doing. I need some frontline saints. 
How many frontline saints that are in the church today? How many of y'all got some hell going on in the back of the line, but you know what's going on in the front of the line? Amen. You got a bad doctor's report in the back of the line, but I got a healing in the front of the line. Let me hear all the frontline saints. Let me hear some frontline saints. Hallelujah. I got any backline saints here? Praise the Lord. And you all, that all you can see is negative. You need to come up here. Come up here where we are. I see God making a way. I see God healing. I see God saving. I see revival coming. I see deliverance coming. Can you give God a praise and say hallelujah? Oh, bless you. Arise. There's another man that I want to talk about that the Lord healed. He was born blind from his birth. And some of us, hallelujah, we are just negative by birth. We are born blind. Ah, we're, just, we're just born around a negative environment. No positive. Everybody hasn't had a positive life. Sometimes parents, sometimes conditions are just a it's a blind situation. I've met some people, they just, they, they just, it's in them by nature not to have any positive about them. Nothing positive. Nothing. Period. I mean, everything is gloomy. You, you hate to even ask them how they're doing. You just say, praise the Lord, keep going. Because if you say how they're doing, boy, you're going to get a report. Just ask them. And y'all know y'all meet people like, how you doing? Oh, when they, when they get, oh. How you doing? They say, well. They say, well. And they say, start going off on complaints. Just complaint, complaint, complaint. This man was born blind, and when Jesus saw him, Jesus walked up to him, spit in the ground, made spittle and put on his eyes, and then go told, told him to wash in the pool of Siloam. He needed a washing. Sometimes we have obstacles that have gotten in our eyes, things that have gotten in our eyes, situations that come in our eyes or in our life that cause us to be negative. We need a washing. Now, some of you used to believe God and used to see things, but man, you have it so hard. We need our eyes open. Last gentleman I want to talk about is the gentleman that was blind. And when Jesus got ready to heal him, Jesus said, I can't heal you around the people you're around. Come out of town. Sometimes you're limited from what you see because of the people that you're around. You got to change your environment to see some things because there are some people who are negative and they're blind and they just talk you, they will talk you out of your vision. They will talk you out of what you are seeing from God. That's why you have to know when God is dealing with you specifically. Uh, 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 let, me, let me say this, and I'm about to close, but let me say this. Uh, uh, there are some things that you'll never see 
except you separate from different people. God told Abraham, you got to get away from Lot before you can see. They are good. They may have good relationships. They may be, have family. But everybody that's family ain't good for your vision. Everybody that's friend ain't good for your vision. In fact, there may be nothing wrong with them. They're just not vision type of people. In fact, when Jesus went and got ready to show his disciples what was going to happen to him by dying, he took only three to the mountain of transfiguration because everybody can't have it. Everybody in the church that's saved can't have the vision because there's some things that you're doing. If you hear them from the wrong people, they will kill it because sometimes they look at the wrong thing. When I'm telling you my vision, I don't need you to tell you how much of money I need. I just want you to believe that God can do it. When I'm sharing with you my vision, I don't need to hear the obstacles. I'm not sharing my vision with you for you to tell me how to get it done. I'm sharing my vision with you because I'm hoping that you have that same kind of sight. Everything God show you ain't for people to know. Because you can show, God can show you something and you tell people and they slow you down. See, God showed uh, Josh, uh, Joseph where he was going, but Joseph showed his brothers. Had he not showed his jealous brothers, he wouldn't end up in the pit. Had he not showed his jealous brothers. So sometimes telling people your vision will slow you down. Make sure you find the right people that can see what you can see. And because other people can't see what you can see doesn't mean that you, something's wrong with you. Maybe they're blind. Sometimes it's not one person that's blind. It's several people that's blind and can't see the move of God. So because everybody didn't step in your vision and because everybody didn't see what you saw doesn't mean that you didn't see or didn't hear from God. Somebody say hallelujah. So the first thing with this kind of vision, find the people that see what you can see. Because it'll kill your vision. Everybody in this church, I can't share you what God has showed me. I can't share it with you. And when God showed you something, my God, somebody say hallelujah. And you know it's God. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. And God told me to tell you that there are people in here tonight that have had vision for your life, vision for what you're playing, and some of you had vision even before you got saved of things that you wanted for your life. But your vision has been obstructed by things that have happened in your life. Don't let what happened in your life stop your vision for what you have for life. Thank God for people who got obstructed in life didn't finish school, didn't go to college, didn't get a degree, but you went back to go back and finish where you left off. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I want my vision again. I've watched young people, I've watched saints, some of you now in your 30s and 40s and you done got up and you've lived and you, you really, when you got out of high school, you really had some dreams and hopes. Uh, you had business ideas and you got plans and things that you, and even some of you that the Lord has showed you some things to do. Now time has prospired. Time has come. I like the way the Lord deal with folks sometimes when he talks about their age. He wants to tell you how old they were when they got healed. Like the man that was there 38 years 
Why does God show 38 years? Because after 38 years, God can still give a miracle. And he talks about a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years because sometimes longevity seems to make us think that we got to stay in a rut. But I don't care if it's 50 years later, 60 years later, it's never too late to pick up what God has for you. It's never too late to get your vision again. It's never too late to see again. Somebody say hallelujah. And I'm talking to somebody tonight that the devil has blocked your mind of all possible hopes of success, all possible hopes of being something greater. I'm talking to you tonight and saying to you, I declare there's a touch going to happen to you tonight and you're going to see in your mind again. You're going to get vision again. The thing that you've given up on, the thing that you've lost hope for, you can see again. Somebody give God a praise and say hallelujah. My God, there are people who had ideas of singing and albums. There are people who had ideas of restaurants and people who had ideas of running revivals and tent revivals, starting works, amen, getting folks saved and delivered. And the devil has shut this thing down in your mind. But tonight, as I speak, there's a touch going to happen that's going to open your eyes again. Can you give God a praise and say hallelujah? This last man that I'm mentioning that was blind and could not see. The Bible says, hallelujah, that Jesus took him out. Amen. And Jesus touched his eyes. And the man said, Jesus said, what you see? He said, I see men as trees. And God touched him again. And when he touched him again, he said, what do you see? I see men as men. Some of you have had a first touch from God, but you haven't seen clearly what God has for you. You've had some images of what God has had. And ever since you've been in the church, you've only had images and you're really not clear of what the purpose of God in your life is. You, you, you got an almost a view. It, it's, it's a faded view, but you can't see clearly, but you know it's something. But tonight, God's going to give you that second touch. Open your eyes so you can see the plan of God in your life. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah? Can you give God a praise and say thank you, Jesus? I wish somebody would open your mouth and say, Lord, I need another touch. I need another touch. I need another touch. Come on, give him praises like you believe that God is alive and God is real and God is able. Can you give him praises and say thank you? Grab somebody by the hand and tell them, I want to see it again. I want to see what God has for me. I want to see the blessing that God has for me. There's a devil that's trying to amen distort your vision of what God's plan is in your life he's trying to distort your vision of what God want to do with your life but I want you to see again I know things have happened I know things have transpired but you can still be what God has designed for you to be yes you can still be that millionaire yes you can still be that woman of God yes you can still be that man of God yes you can still open that business yes that church can still be full yes God can still bring revival. Whatever it is you're asking God to do, God can do it. I just need somebody to give God a praise in this building and say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them you need a vision. Hallelujah. You need a vision. Amen. And what the devil has done to so many people, he's tried to kill their expectation of what God can do with them. He's 
tried to uh, kill their desires and hope for what God can do with them. But if you can pick back expectations in God again, if you can pick back a vision for yourself again, a vision for your life again, a vision for the plan of God in you again, can you give God a praise and say hallelujah? It doesn't matter that you didn't finish high school. God can give you those things that he promised you. It doesn't matter that you've fallen short. God can give you those things. It doesn't matter that you had a child. It doesn't matter that you've been in prison. It doesn't matter. None of those things matter. God can fix that. Sometimes folk get saved and they feel like when they get saved, all they can do is just sit there and do nothing. But I want to tell you something. Hallelujah. When God saved you, when God delivered you, when God freed you. Somebody say hallelujah. He took the chains off that hinder you from prosperity. He took the chains off that hinder you from wealth. He took the chains off that hinder you from blessing. Can somebody say hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say I can do it in Jesus name. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me and there's nothing too hard for God. Can you stand on your feet and give God a praise and say thank you Jesus. Give him a praise and say thank you Jesus. Give him a praise and say hallelujah. Give him a praise and say hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand, look him in the eye, and tell him the devil is a liar. Whatever God promised you, he can do it. Whatever he said to you, it can come to pass. Amen. God is not a man that he should lie. If he promised you, you're going to have a business, you're going to have it. If he promised you, hallelujah, you're going to be blessed, you're going to be blessed. I just need you to open your eyes again and believe in what God has promised and believe in what God has said. Can you say hallelujah? Somebody give him praises and tell him thank you. Satan's job is to block your vision. Satan's God is to block your view. Satan's job is to give you a bad expectation of God. Because sometimes when the things that God has promised don't come to pass, Satan starts dealing with, with us in our mind as if God is lying. Or if the promises of God are not true. Amen. Satan walked up to Eve and wanted to give up the first thing was a bad expectation of God. Uh, she wanted to destroy God's credibility. You'll be surprised how many people are in the church and the devil is trying to destroy the credibility of God in your mind because you've been prophesied to about things that are going to happen and those things have been coming and just like the devil came to Eve and he's going contrary to God. Your situations will cause the devil to make you think that God has lied to you because you've been prophesied about wealth and you're broke as you can be. You've been prophesied about businesses and look like nothing ain't happened. You've been prophesied that your family's gonna get saved and look like they're getting worse. And the devil starts playing with your mind and starts playing with your thoughts and start telling you God promised you that he's gonna do this in the church and look like it's falling apart. But you got to know that God's credibility is good. God's credibility is good. It took 930 years for Adam to die but he did die just like God said and it may take a while for it to come to pass but it will come to pass but I need somebody that knows that God is credible and when you understand that God is credible before God does anything you praise him based upon his credit score y'all ain't saying nothing 
Hallelujah. The bank doesn't have to know that you have the money. When you don't have the money, the bank, all they need to know is what your credit look like. You don't have to have the money if you got the credit. You don't have to put it up if you got the credit. And all the credit is is a record of how you have acted in similar situations. The, the, the credit is how have you paid bills in the past? Oh, y'all ought to say something. How have you paid your house payment? How have you paid your car payment? And then they look at your credit and based upon your credit they let you walk out with something that you don't have the money to get now but they let you walk out with based upon your credit. I think based upon God's credit I ought to be able to give a praise or a testimony when I check his record when I check his credit he told the children of Israel I'm going to bring you out of Egypt in 430 years and on the same 430 years he came through somebody say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah I'm checking his credit I saw him tell Abraham your wife is going to have a son and pray the Lord just like God said it happened I watched him can you give God a praise and say hallelujah promises after promises amen things after things God said them and they came to pass how dare you sit here and doubt God and let the devil take your view of God how dare you let the devil make you doubt what God has promised how dare you let the devil make you look at God as if God is not credible and God said himself I put it on my application I'm not a man that I should lie neither the son of man that I should repent if I said it I will do it if God said it he will bring it to pass glory to God look at somebody and say neighbor if God said it he'll bring it to pass I don't care what it look like if God said it you can dance on it you can shout on it you can praise on it you can believe him can you give God a praise and say hallelujah and that's the kind of view that you got to have in your mind about God glory to God it's the mindset that you have about God those people that you meet at the car lot or those people that you met at the bank they don't know nothing about you but they call the credit people who've been keeping a record of your credit and they get all those documents and they read through the documents and give you a score I've got God's credit report I got God's credit report I got God's credit report somebody say yes I got his credit report and he scored he scored a high score he heals when he say he's gonna heal he delivers when he say he's gonna deliver he raises the dead when he say he's gonna raise the dead he told them my credit is good check it go over to Calvary.com and check my credit I told them put me in the grave in three days I'll get up my credit is good somebody say yeah grab your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor his credit is good if he told you he's gonna bless you he's 
that's going to bless you. Get it in your mind. That bad view that Satan has given you about the things of God. Change your mind. He will do it. He will bless you. He will heal you. He'll make a way. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and tell somebody change your view about God. Say yes. The devil tried to give Job bad situations and bad things to look at. His wife walked out on him. He lost his cattle. He lost his children. Everything was going bad and the devil tried to give Job a bad view about God. But Job said, though the skin worms eat my flesh, I still believe I'll know him in the last days. Though I've lost everything, the Lord give it and the Lord take it away. If God gave it, he can repossess it. If God gave it, he can take it back. But I won't take back my praise. I won't take back my hallelujah. Have the house. Have the car. But my view is still good. Somebody say yeah. Grab somebody by the head and, and say neighbor out of everything that I've been through I still have something good to say about God. After all the depths I still have something good to say about God. After all the sicknesses I still have something good to say about God what you gonna say he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy he's great and greatly to be praised somebody get a different view about God stand on your feet I've lost some loved ones I've lost some houses I've lost some jobs but God is still God see ya Glory, glory, somebody say hallelujah, put your hand together and give God a praise, give God a praise, I need some saints that understand the value of if not, look at somebody and say sometimes you have to have a if not testimony, a if not testimony, when God doesn't do it, it doesn't mean that he's not capable of doing it. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if he doesn't do it for me, he's still capable of doing it. So I'll praise him for his capability. Not what he does for me, but I'll praise him for his capability. You praise God, not just because of what he done, but what he can do, even if he don't do it. And so the Hebrew boys said, I want you to know something. God is able. He can do it. But if he don't do it for me, I'm going to praise him because he can do it. Look at somebody and say, God can heal my body. And if he don't heal my body, I'm going to still praise him because he's a healer. God can make a way. But if he don't make a way for me, I'm going to praise him because he's a way maker. I need ah, I need somebody. 
somebody look at your neighbor and say neighbor your praise is bigger than you your praise is bigger than your situation so that means if he doesn't get in my situation I'm still gonna praise it because it ain't about what he does for me it's about who he is he's God if I'm broke he's God if I don't get the job he's God if I don't have the house is he still God somebody Woo! somebody Somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, if my husband is a drunk up preacher, he's still God. My God, if my husband is a drunk up preacher, he's still God. If I'm sick or well, he's still God. If I'm homeless or have a house, he's still God. If I'm walking or have a car, he's still God. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If I got a check or no check, he's still God. Somebody say, glory. And so a definition of praising God is not praising him for what he's done for you. I hear some folks say, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. But I get joy even if he don't do nothing for me. Because he's done so much. dangerous not to understand that because when you don't understand that you go through these stages that you don't praise God because what you're dealing with and your praise is inconsistent because it's based upon what God does for you but God got a relationship with more than just you he was God for you got here You ought to have been born praising God. I don't have a Cadillac praise. Don't have a Mercedes praise. Don't have a mansion praise. I got a God praise. You ain't got but one thing that's significant to praise God for. See, sometimes we mess up. We make good God. Yeah, you can make good God. And you can be praising God because good. So you add that other D, you, be, you, you become a, a good worshiper and not a God worshiper. We got too many good worshipers. 
you worship good but I need some God worshiper so when God take the other O out of your life I, I, I want y'all to hit that God is spelled G-O-O-D what happened when God take the O out of your good when God take the O out of your good you're still left with God so that means even if you ain't got good you got God so you ought to be praising God because of God and not just because of good. Drop the other O and I still got God. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Even if your situation ain't good, you still got something to praise God for. When the O drop out of your good. And some of y'all, the O done dropped out. But when the O drop out of your good, I still got God. Tell somebody, say, neighbor, the old dropped out of my good, but I still got a praise because I got God. Hug somebody and say, don't be a good worshiper. Don't be a good praiser. Be a God praiser. I need some folk got some bad stuff going on. But I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to say thank you. Somebody say hallelujah. Hey. Somebody praise him. It ain't tell. That, that's been one of my hardest things to get saints to do. It ain't tell you get that concept. I mean, I watch it depressed. I watch it heavy. I watch it go through these mood swings. I'm telling you, it is not until you get that concept. Y'all don't get it. It ain't till you get that concept that things start working. And see, what happens is, every now and then, God has to check your worship. He has to make sure you're worshiping God and not good. And the only way you can tell that is change the good status. And as a parent, some of y'all are good worshipers. Because as long as everything was good, you were shouting and dancing. But when that other old dropped out, you sat down. You pouted. Some of y'all going through now because it ain't good. Amen. Soon as that old jump back in. Some of y'all got a cheerio praise. You don't get no cheer till that other old come back. But I need some saints that can praise him. can praise him. I need some folk that got some hell going on praise. I need some folk that got some problems to praise. I need some people that got some low bank accounts to praise. I need some folk that got some crazy family members to praise. I need some people that done got fired to praise. I just need some folk to praise him.
And somebody tell me it's time for a praise check. Time for a worship check. Some of y'all, you, you be praising God. That good in there, you praise him. God dropped that old right out. And God said, I'm going to take it back. I just want to make sure you're going to still praise me with the G-O-D. And you keep on praying. He said, okay, let me, let, me, let me put the old back in there. lose your vision. Don't lose your view. Don't lose your view. Stand on your feet with me. Everybody stand up. Stand up. Stand up all over the building. Stand up. With your hands lifted. With your hands lifted. Lift them up. In your spirit, in your mind. In your heart. I want you to see again. I want you to see again. See, see great things. See what God is promising. Lift your hands up. See again. See again. Lift them up. See again. See in your spirit. See hope. Lift them up. Get beyond that negative place. Lift them up. Thank you, Jesus. Lift them up. Lift them up. Lift them up. Lift them up. Now step out, step out, step out, step up front, everybody. Step up front, step up front, step up front, step up front. Hallelujah. Step up, come on. God's going to do something for your vision. Hallelujah, Jesus. I can hope again. I can see again. Come a little closer. Lift your hands up. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody lost their spiritual view. Lift them high. vision for ministry the vision for what God has for you to do 
what you had planned on doing and the devil tried to steal and the devil tried to take your view your sight the ministry God I can see again let me see again let me see again oh God hallelujah thank you for a view my God something is happening the devil that told me it was impossible the devil that told me I couldn't do it I want you to be of good cheer change your mode so you can see if you can change your expressions get out of that heaviness your eyes are open God, every attempt of the devil to block our view, every attempt of the devil to stop what you're doing, every attempt, clear our vision again, clear our view again. Jesus, we praise you for clarity. Thank you, thank you, God, for changing our mindset, our spiritual state, our emotional state. Help us to see again. Help us to hope again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everything that have transpired, everything that have happened, that blocks our view of you, God, give us sight again. Give us sight again. Revive our vision again. Revive our hope again. We praise you. We praise you. As we get ready to go tonight, now tomorrow night I'm going to lay hands on everyone. But as we get ready to go tonight, I want you to hug somebody and tell them you can see again. Tell them on the way out, you can see again. You can see again. You can see again. You can see again. You that are designed the Holy Ghost, why don't you come? You're designed to be filled with the Holy Ghost and haven't been filled, why don't you come? You're seeking for the Holy Ghost, come. You're seeking for the Holy Ghost, come. You're seeking for the Holy Ghost. Those that, I need some praying women for those that are seeking for the Holy Ghost. This young lady is seeking. Anybody else seeking for the Holy Ghost? Anybody else seeking? Amen. You can stand to your feet. Grace, mercy, and peace be upon you. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Pastor, come a minute. God bless you.